0: Hello there, and welcome to the next episode of How Good It Is, a show that takes a closer look at popular songs from the rock and roll era, and we check out some of the stories behind those songs and the artists who made them famous. My name is Claude Cole, and I am back from the land of the Carolina Shag, baby. Don't forget to check out the website, howgooditis.com, where you can find some stuff that I found interesting and some other things that don't necessarily fit well into the podcast, and also Go follow and like the show's Facebook page, which has some other stuff that'll keep everybody busy. You can find that over at facebook.com slash how good it is pod. You know, this podcast is still way up there in the list of featured podcasts on the Podcast Republic app and uh, on their on their uh, on their web page, too. PodcastRepublic.net. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been running back and forth from one hardware store to another, getting stuff together. I've been driving up and down the coast between Baltimore and Myrtle Beach. And i uh, still not quite done, but the whole time I have been using Podcast Republic to keep up on the podcast that I've subscribed to. Go check out the Podcast Republic app in the Google Play Store, or you can find a link on the How Good It Is homepage. You know, there are some songs out there that are so iconic that they defy being re-recorded without being compared, and perhaps unfairly, to the original version. But other times, the cover winds up being so popular that it completely eclipses the original version, and still other times, the original version, well, it was pretty popular in its day, but it's been kind of forgotten in the time that's passed since, and that's pretty much what we're looking at this time around. We've got some songs that you may not have realized were cover versions of an earlier recording. Let's start with this one. You keep seem to whisper I love you Birds singing in the sycamore tree Dream a little dream of me Dream a little dream of me was recorded by Cass Elliott for the Mamas and the Papas in the summer of 18... jeez, uh, 18, 1968. The group had fooled around a little bit with the song on an informal basis for a while, largely because uh, Michelle Phillips' uh, father had been friends with Fabian Andre, who was one of the composers of the song. Incidentally, that spoken introduction, uh, now Mama Cass with this lovely ballad, that's the engineer, not one of the band members. So the song is clearly an older song, covered numerous times before Mama Cass got there, but what you might not be aware of is that it goes all the way back to 1931. This original artist was Ozzie Nelson and his orchestra. And Ozzie Nelson isn't really known for being a singer or a band leader, but that was him, and he recorded it in February of 1931, and many, many others followed. In fact, in 1950, there were seven different versions all out there at the same time, with the versions by Frankie Lane and Jack Owens reaching the top 20 around the same time. The Cass Elliot version reached number 12 on the Hot 100 in the US and number 2 on the Adult Contemporary chart, and it was a top 20 song in many other countries as well. Mariah Carey's version of the song Without You was a huge hit, reaching number three on Billboard's Hot 100 and staying there for six weeks. And it was on the chart overall for 23 weeks. To this day, it's her biggest hit throughout Europe and it was her first number one song in the UK. It debuted in the top spot and it stayed there for four weeks. And most people realize that this song is a cover of a tune by Harry Nilsson, right? Right? Right No I can't forget the evening or your face is you were leaving But I guess that's just the way the story goes You always smile but in your eyes your sun will show Yes it shows no, not so much. Well, sort of. Mariah Carey's version was clearly influenced by Nilsson, but Harry Nilsson was not the original artist. That distinction goes to the Bad Bad Finger. Well, I can't forget this evening and your face when you were leaving. I guess that's just the way the story goes. You always smile, but in your eyes your sorrow shows. Yes, it shows. Back in 1970, Badfinger's lead singer Pete Ham had written a song titled If It's Love which didn't have a very strong chorus, so he shelved it briefly. Meanwhile, band member Tom Evans was in the middle of a relationship crisis with his girlfriend, and he used that experience to write a song called I Can't Live. Ultimately, they merged the two songs together into Without You, which they didn't think had much potential, and they used it as the closer to side one of the No Dice album. Their version was never released as a single, but at some point shortly after the album was released, Harry Nilsson was at a party, and he heard the song. Now, when Nilsson heard it, he, he actually thought it was a Beatles song, uh, and when he discovered that it wasn't, he decided to cover it, and it appeared on the Nilsson Schmilson album the following year. The single spent a month in the number one slot in the United States and five weeks at the top of the UK charts. Okay. Now, most people recognize this tune from Santana. It's Black Magic Woman, the track from his 1970 album, Abraxas. the song went to number four in january of 1971 and it was popular enough to carry the entire album to the number one spot and it ultimately reached quadruple platinum by 1986 so by now you're probably thinking wait a minute who covered this amazing santana song but the fact is santana's version was the cover Back in 1968, Peter Green was one of the founding members of Fleetwood Mac, and in those early days, they were primarily a British blues band. Green wrote the song for Fleetwood Mac, and it was released as a single, which became a top 40 hit in the U.K. Ultimately, it wound up on a pair of compilation albums in 1969. In the U.S., it appeared on English Rose, and in the U.K., it was on The Pious Bird of Good Omen. At any rate, you can see that Carlos Santana did a faithful cover while at the same time coming up with a very different record. Yes, don't turn your back on me, baby with your tricks don't turn your back on me, baby your just Up until her death in 1970, Janis Joplin's biggest hit was Peace of My Heart, which she recorded in 1968 along with Big Brother and The Holding Company. The song peaked at number 12 on the Hot 100 that year, and it's been covered a few times since then. None of the covers, however, experienced that level of success, although uh, Faith Hill's version did make it to number one on the U.S. country charts, and Shaggy's version made it to number seven in the U.K. But here's something interesting about the Faith Hill version. The story goes that uh, Faith Hill wasn't familiar with Janis Joplin's version, and so she recorded it in a traditional country style, and it's a much more passive voice. Supposedly, Faith Hill's producers refused to let her listen to the Joplin version until after she completed her own recording. But once again, Joplin was not the first one to record it. Franklin, Aretha Franklin's younger sister, and she recorded the song a year earlier where it peaked at number 62 on the Hot 100 and number 10 on the R&B singles chart. In the UK, well, it didn't chart at all until 1992 when it caught on there after it was used in a Levi's Jeans commercial. In an interview, and she did in 1973, Irma Franklin said that when she first heard Joplin's version, she didn't even recognize the song because the vocal arrangement was so different. Okay, let's do one more, and this one might come as a surprise to you. It was certainly a surprise to the research staff. That would be me. Here at How Good It Is Headquarters. I've Got My Mind Set on You is the lead off single to George Harrison's Cloud Nine album, and it carries the distinction of being not only George Harrison's last number one single, it was also the last number one single by any of the ex Beatles as of right now. And it made George Harrison the ex Beatle with the most number one singles in the US as a solo artist with a total of three. That's if you don't count Paul McCartney's work with Wings, of course. But it's also the only song on the album that George didn't have a hand in writing. The song was written by Rudy Clark in 1962 and it was recorded by James Ray with the Hutch Davy Orchestra and chorus. While George's version is kinda of faithful to the original, well it's pretty clear that he and Jeff Lynn made some big structural changes for that recording. And frankly, I couldn't find any charting information for this record, so I don't think it really went anywhere. It is catchy, though, isn't it? That is it for this edition of How Good It Is. If you want to get in touch with the show, well, you can email me at uh, howgoodpodcast at gmail.com or you can follow the show on Twitter at HowGoodItIsPod. You can also visit, like, and follow the show's Facebook page at facebook.com slash howgooditispod. Or you can check out the show's website, howgooditis.com, where you might find a few extra bits. You never know. Thanks, as usual, to Podcast Republic for featuring the show. And next time around, we're going to find out how good it is when school is out. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you then.